0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are here to talk all about, ready for this? our favorite place, your favorite place, the good place, which we bid adieu to earlier this year. And it's just crazy that the sh- our, one of our favorite shows ended quickly after four seasons, but they wrapped up the story and it was well worth the, the ending. And, you know, it was just short and sweet, but very well done. And speaking of very well done, my co-host is here this week, my friend, my compatriot, who's definitely going to the good place, Mister Mike Gordon.
2: Howdy. How d?
1: How was that for an intro?
2: I mean, I'll get there, but uh, hopefully, I'll get there eventually.
1: Well, you'll earn points there. Hopefully, they won't count what happens here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if uh, by participating in podcasts that actually gives you points or subtracts points. Um, I think that that there, there's the jury's still out on that.
1: Well, exactly. It depends, you know, how many listeners you actually have to your podcast. So it just, it just all depends.
2: Well then, uh, and then that means that, uh, yeah, I might be spending some time with bad Janet. Well, well,
1: she does look good in black, so it's okay. So it should be kind of cool.
2: She's kind of gassy.
1: That too. She'll just sit around. Hey, Mike, guess what? I got something to tell you. And then she let one's rips. But, you know, we definitely, <laughs> definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstation1 at com. You know, we definitely would love to hear you talk about The Good Place or talk about whatever other shows that, you know, are on your radar right now. We'd love to just talk to you. You know, you can find us also up at our website, which is earthstation com. Brand new website has a lot of good stuff up there, including past episodes. And, you know, we're still part of the ESO network. And speaking of ESO network, we are still members of the wonderful Patreon. That's right, folks, the Air Station One Patreon. And, you know, ESO network has a great Patreon that we can, you know, proudly show off where you can get this episode 48 hours before it comes out to the general public. It's a little bit of a, you know, coup for people who help support the network and for as low as 25 cents a week you also can help us so you know please go to esonetwork.com and you can click on the patreon link there or just go to patreon.com slash esonetwork not too shabby let's jump in now with rants and raves and we could see where we got on our mind and mike you said you had something you wanted to talk about
2: oh yeah i mean look uh good place is over uh season four is done uh, so that's one show that we can check off the list. And uh, I just am kind of curious. It's been a while since we talked. What are you watching?
1: Um, let's see. We just got done watching Witcher, which was really amazing. Oh,
2: how was that?
1: Witcher was awesome. Yeah,
2: I have not seen Witcher yet. Witcher, now that's based on a a game Game or something? Yeah. Okay.
1: And it stars, you know, Superman himself, you know, Henry Carvel.
2: What? with a mustache?
1: No mustache, sorry, but he's a blonde in this one, which is pretty amazing. Okay. Yeah. And he and it's funny, Superman is talking like Batman the whole time. He has the gravelly voice. <laughs> and so it it was really fun and it was a really good story to watch and it's, you know, only 8 episodes and it it throws you with a couple loops and it just, you know, makes you go, "Oh, so this is what happened." And it all ties together and is, it's really interesting. I enjoyed it. You know, a few folks highly recommended it to us. And so, you know, it was good. We're, of course, watching the new season, Doctor Who. And, you know.
2: Yes. And we're talking all about that on uh, Earth Station Who.
1: Of course. So we've been watching that a lot. We're almost done with
2: that, though, too.
1: Um, Yeah. As of after this week now, it's only two more episodes left. And then Earth Station Who goes into. Wanderworld again. And, it, yeah, and, and in the
2: classic territory.
1: Exactly. We go back to classics and we mix things up with Big Finish and stuff. And you can find that as part of the ESO network. So definitely look for us talking about it.
2: Uh, have you tuned into to uh, the Arrowverse since the crisis? I am a little guilty about it. Um,
1: I haven't recorded I uh, want to see where everything is going. And I'm very curious to see what happens, uh, like how they all combined it. You know, I, I've heard some stories about it, but I'm very curious to see what they do. And I did finish watching Crisis, of course, but I haven't gone in. I haven't even watched the final two episodes of Arrow.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we talked all about Crisis on Earth Station DCU. Uh, both parts, uh, both the the, uh, the the last years, and then of course the conclusion, last two episodes. So, we got to talk to Drew and uh, Cletus about those. So um, that was fun, and uh, yeah, I have been watching um, uh, the Arrowverse post that, and I can tell you that um, all the shows have been affected in some. Uh, which is nice. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see this big event actually have repercussions on all the shows. And some of them are not huge, uh, but um, they're, they're there, which is nice. Um, I think also um, some of the shows have improved. Well, that's cool. I think Supergirl and Batwoman in particular have improved uh, since they've come back from crisis.
1: Awesome. Well, you know, that's kind of cool because they're now more tied together than ever because of the crisis.
2: Is- yeah, but they still are doing their own thing. Like they haven't really, they haven't really um, integrated as closely as a lot of people thought they would afterwards. Uh, there's been some talk here and there. Um, there's been a great, like, there's a great thing in Supergirl. Um, yeah. There's a great thing in Supergirl where, um, Uh, john jones has created a sort of uh justice league or super friends whatever you want to call it kind of uh sanctuary uh location headquarters thing which is kind of fun uh but um but no we haven't seen a lot of crossover yet which is good we just
1: had a huge one well exactly but it totally makes sense especially because the company that you know supergirl and john jones working for is now owned by luthor so they probably want yes, to get away from so they that. need
2: someplace else to yeah they need someplace else to kind of go and and yeah you're absolutely right so um but yeah those shows have improved uh the finale for arrow was was well done i thought um maybe not so much the backdoor pilot i don't know if that show is actually gonna actually uh be a thing reality but if it is, I, I think they need a little bit more work on it because I wasn't really sold by Green Arrow and the Canaries. Um, but, uh, but the actual Arrow itself finale was, was pretty, pretty good, as well as um, uh, Black Lightning has been continuously great. Uh, it's probably the show that's least been affected so far by the events in crisis, but, uh, they've got a lot going on. So I I will be curious to see how they integrate and, and legends is just stupidly silly. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun show, but it's like, yeah, it just makes no sense. And it's just a, a a blast to watch. Um, and they've had some fun with the crisis as well. So, um, so good stuff. I, I think that, uh, that's been, I think that's where I've spent most of my, uh, at least on new stuff, uh, keeping up with that. Um, I've also uh, taken it into my head to binge watch uh the uh 25 years of uh Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot series, uh, starring uh, um, David, uh, what is his last name now? Uh, Sachet, I think. Yes, uh, Perot, the yeah. one who's playing Poirot. Uh, yes, yes, uh, and those have been really fun. Uh, I've never really sat down and watched those. Um, it's kind of crazy the way that, uh, they are distributed on, um, some of them are available on Brit box. Some of them are available on acorn TV. So I guess the show went through a different, different producers, uh, production companies. And so certain streaming services have the rights and certain ones don't, it's kind of, it's kind of annoying, but, um, but I've been watching them and I've been enjoying, especially his performance. I, I don't know why it took me so long, but, uh, there's 14 seasons and uh it's just great fun to, to to and it's really it's really fun to watch them because you know some of these were done like i said 20 years ago 20 or so i should say yeah 20, 30, 20 15 years ago or so and so you see a lot of actors that now you know we just we just recognize instantly but back then they're kind of young like peter capaldi is in an episode uh uh Sean pertwee is in a couple of episodes uh Michael Fassbender is in an episode like there's a lot and a, certainly a lot of British actors that we know from watching all sorts of things uh make appearances uh during the course of these these mysteries and uh and it's a lot of fun uh seeing like oh, I know that guy oh hey there's that it's just uh kind of an interesting like uh in addition to the mysteries themselves so uh so yeah, I had a real itch after last year watching Knives out and just uh you know um uh, I decided before I rewatch, cause I was going to rewatch Sherlock Holmes again. Cause I do like Sherlock Holmes a lot. Uh, I decided to try something a little different and uh, I watched the first season of Poirot and, and I still don't know if I can say that right with my mouth uh, being able to get around that word. Uh, uh, unfortunately, but um Uh, he's, uh, it's uh, the first season I was hooked. I'm like, yeah, I I got I'm going to keep watching these. He's
1: great. He is amazing as Poirot. So it's pretty awesome.
2: I don't know if I've seen him in a lot of other things, but yeah, he's, he's really amazing. And, and, uh, I give him a lot of credit and I'm glad they got to do most of the, almost all the stories that she wrote with the character. So, uh, it's a complete set of Uh, stories featuring uh, Detective uh, Poirot.
1: Which is awesome and, you know, very cool. Uh, We've also been watching, actually, on the Disney Plus. We've been watching The World According to Jeff Goldblum.
2: Oh, how's that?
1: It is amazing. Jeff is such a dork. It's wonderful. You know, what you see on the screen is his real, you know, persona. And, you know, we've watched, you know, the whole series, it's 12 episodes and they're like 45 minutes each and they're, they're real easy. They're brainless to watch. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, each, each episode he talks about something different. We just watched one that was talking about tattooing and, you know, and, you know, him, you know, the history of it, him, you know, trying it out himself and, you know, things like that. Or, you know, then there was also one, an episode about ice cream. It was, it's just him just talking on a different topic and exploring it and go visiting different experts in it and such. It's almost like what we should do here on, e- on Earth station one. So it's pretty fun.
2: Uh, if only, uh, if only we could uh, have that kind of budget where we get to travel around like Jeff Goldblum.
1: Well, exactly. You know, oh, Mike and Mike, sure. Come to our place. Oh, you have to pay for it yourself <laughs> to get there, but.
2: Yeah, that would be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly, for both of us.
2: It does look fun. Um, of course, I'm watching like a lot of wrestling with the WWE and NXT uh, because we're on the road to WrestleMania. So uh, so we've got about a month or so after that, month, month and a half. Um, NXT is still the best wrestling show ever. Uh, so good. They just had a takeover last night, which was amazing. Um, so I've been watching that as well as uh, NWA, uh, which is on uh, um, YouTube. It's not actually on a on a, a channel per se, but uh, I got to go to a couple tapings of that, and that's been a blast and really fun to watch. So, uh, so that's about as, as much wrestling as I'm watching as well.
1: Yep. It should be very interesting to see because, you know, I watched parts of NXT from Portland and the whole thing with Johnny and Champa was awesome.
2: Mm, Yeah. It looks like we're uh, getting that storyline back. Uh, So good stuff.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. So it was very interesting to see um, other shows, you know, for brainless stuff we've been watching. uh, Was it the great British baking show on Netflix? Oh, okay. And it's been a lot of fun to watch to you know it's just it's like brainless you know when we i'm working editing a podcast or something like that and judy's working on something we just turn it on for noise and we go okay what do we want for dinner you know that type of thing after and then you know i'm finally admitting this and we have gotten back and we are watching we've dived in with both feet we are watching breaking bad
2: oh okay that's pretty cool
1: Yep, we are on uh, second season, so I know we have, what, five seasons ahead of us still to go.
2: Yeah, a lot of good stuff coming your way. That's a great show.
1: Mm-hmm. And, but the th- thing is, the seasons aren't terribly long either. So it should be... Yeah,
2: no, they go by pretty fast, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, and, you know, it's just like, when you figure, oh, Walter White can't do anything bad, worse, and then it goes, let us show you now. Though it's pretty awesome, so yeah, so that's what we've we been watching. Um, haven't been watching any network real network TV, though, and everything. I, the last network. yeah,
2: I mean, you're right. As far as this, like, I've been watching the CW stuff, uh, but I'm trying to think of anything that I've watched on the major networks, uh, ABC. I've been recording Stump Town, but I'm behind on that one. I watched the first episode or so and I thought that was fun, but I i haven't uh really continued it much. Um NBC, now that the good place is over. Uh I won't be watching NBC, I guess. Uh CBS I can't think of anything else. Uh C B S all access. I saw the first episode of Picard, that was free. Yep, so uh, did I don't want to pay for that streaming service. So I haven't uh, rewatched it. I did like that a lot though. So uh, when the show, when it's all, you know, when it's out there, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, and then Fox, I think the only thing I on Fox I watch is SmackDown. So, uh, so those are the four major networks and uh, yeah, you're right. I don't watch much on those. And I think, you know, as many people have said and suggested, I mean, the, the time of the networks is, is, it's coming to an end, I think, as far as how you know as far as how relevant they are. No,
1: nope, exactly. And it's just it's interesting because there's tons of stuff out there, but it's just nothing to hold my interest. Mm.
2: Uh, and it's yeah. Like, oh. I mean they have shows on. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Well, you know, like for us, Outlander just started back up this week. So we'll
2: it's oh, right, it did.
1: We'll be diving in with both feet. You know, Elaine Swetman, who's going to be on the show later, is a huge, huge fan of that. That's actually how I met her, was through Outlander. Gotcha. And so, you know, we're both huge fans of it. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that coming back. And, you know, that'll take over the next few weeks. And then after that, Westworld is going to be on.
2: Oh, can't wait for Westworld season three. There's a lot of stuff coming. Um hmm uh, we've heard of a lot of shows that are in production. Of course, we just got a teaser for the fourth season of Stranger Things. A uh, lot of lot of good stuff on the way this year.
1: But when I'm hearing, you know, they're just still filming Stranger Things. I think we're probably at least probably at least nine months away from that coming back.
2: Sure, it's I think what October probably
1: October November, and well, last year was July.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that early this year.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, I heard from Mark Maron, they're getting ready to start filming uh, Glow Season 4.
2: Uh, this is going to be the last season for that, right? Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: So it should be cool. So there's a lot to come.
2: Exactly, and as these shows continue, we will talk about a lot of them here, just like we're doing The Good Place today.
1: Exactly, I'm sure we'll have a farewell to below episode somewhere down the line. You know, the same thing. You know, I'm. We already have scheduled a series three of uh, Westworld. Yes, definitely. So, so, definitely, would love to hear from you guys at home. What are you guys watching? Are we Are we missing anything? Please let us know. Write us at Earth Station One at Network dot com. Let's take a quick break and we will be back. It's time for The Good Place.
3: Hi, this is Ashley Pauls with this week's box office buzz. The first movie we're going to chat about this week is The Call of the Wild, which stars Harrison Ford and is based on, of course, the classic book of the same name about a man and his dog on an Alaskan adventure. The trailers for this one looked pretty fun, so it looks like it might be a nice little family film. Plus, how can you go wrong with Harrison Ford? So, I could see this one being a win at the box office this weekend. We also have a romantic comedy called Emma, which is another adaptation of one of Jane Austen's classic novels. This one about a young matchmaker named Emma. Now, I am a huge Jane Austen fan. I love her books. I love all the film and TV adaptations that have been done of her books but for whatever reason the trailer for this new version of Emma didn't necessarily grab me. It might be because I actually already own two different filmed versions of Emma. One a movie, one a TV series and looks like this new one just maybe isn't necessarily bringing as much new to the story. Kind of feels like oh I've seen this before and I kind of liked some of the other ones better. I might still check it out but I'm not necessarily in a big hurry to go see it. And finally, if you've got Disney Plus, it's time to get excited about the return of Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated series. I got into this series uh, several years ago and I honestly didn't think that we'd be getting any more, so it was a nice surprise to see Lucasfilm bringing this back for Disney Plus. I would highly recommend the Clone Wars series, even if you're not the biggest fan of the Star Wars prequels. The Clone Wars really does a lot to develop the story and the characters and it really is an important part I would say of the Star Wars lore so still got a little bit of time to catch up before the new season drops but I know I'm looking forward to getting up early and watching some new episodes of Star Wars and that's it for this week if you're looking for more entertainment related content be sure to check out my blogs on the ESO podcast website right now I'm working on a series called Better Late Than never goes west where I'm watching some classic westerns that I've never seen before
4: do you enjoy pop culture Of course you do you're already listening to pop culture podcasts here on the ESO network the rusted robot podcast discusses movies trailers TV shows space and robot news and so much more won't you please join us for a pop culture overload wherever you listen to podcasts the rusted robot.podbean.com. A proud partner of the Soulforge Podcast here on the ESO Network. The Rusted Robot Podcast. Think about it. There is only one person here who is smart enough to save humanity. Fine. I'll do it. Not you, dummy. Hi there, Chi. The Good Place is one of the best
2: shows on TV. I
3: think we're definitely super fans. <laughs> when the reveal of season one finally happened, I'm caught on the phone with you. I
1: was like, <gasps> This is one of those
5: shows that you don't put it on in the background, you pay attention, and go on the journey with us.
4: One way that we knew the show was affecting people is on Halloween, a lot of people dress like us, which is so surreal. When I see people dressing as our characters or anything from our show, it reminds me that we were a part of something that brought people together. I'm like, have you seen the new episode yet? Let's talk about it.
2: Each season has gotten better and better. I
3: cannot stand the idea that this is over.
1: Right now, we're shooting the final episode, and it feels so complete.
4: This is where the story ends. I don't think anyone's going to see this ending coming. I definitely didn't. All humans on Earth and in the afterlife will be extinguished.
3: It's been
5: the great moment in comedy with all those guys.
1: See, in maybe a billion years.
5: Okay, let's save humanity. Can one of you, Janet, get me some warm pretzels if we go out? I'm going out with a belly full of warm pretzels. Yummy, yum, yum.
4: Comedy starts
1: here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Earth Station One. Now we are here to talk all about The Good Place, which bid farewell just a couple of weeks ago. And it was sad. It was really sad. We lost some very good friends, and it took a show took us by surprise and I didn't expect as much from this show that we got and fell in love with it real quickly and I have my co-host Mr. Mike Gordon to thank for that one
2: yeah I, well I mean I as soon as I watched the first season I was I couldn't stop uh, recommending it to people and uh yeah I know that we did a show on this was it just last year right
1: I think it was a year and a half ago. A
2: year and a half ago. Ooh, how time flies. Uh, Jeremy Bear Me, right? Um, feels like it was just yesterday. Uh, but uh, we've got uh, at least one person who was on that podcast. Elaine Swetman is joining us. Elaine, welcome back to the station.
5: Hello. Thank you for having absolutely, me back.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Is everything fine? Okay, oh, yes. Good. 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 Um, uh, yeah. We can't wait to talk to you about it because I know that uh, I think when we last left our team cockroach, they were uh about to um start a new experiment i think that's where we were last time we talked about it so um so the final season i'm curious to hear your thoughts but before we do uh we also have mary ogle back with us mary
6: holy shirt balls everybody it is forking great to (laughs) be here
2: stepping over from the esw side of the station
6: Yeah, every once in a while you
2: let me know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with what's going on over there lately, I don't I don't blame you for stepping out every once in a while. Um, but uh so Mary, let's start with you since uh since you didn't join us for our first episode on the Good Place last year, or a year and a half ago or so. Um, what has been how did you discover Good Place? What's what's been your thoughts overall on the season or on the show?
6: Well, I actually, I did not watch this until a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I binged watched Mm. it in about three days. (laughs) I watched the whole thing. I totally fell in love with it. I mean, I'd heard a lot of people had told me how great it was. And I just hadn't had time because there's always a million things on my plate. But I just... I'm not big on sitcoms, to be honest, especially the more recent ones, but this one just breaks all the barriers and I loved it from the beginning to the end. The characterization is amazing. The writing is amazing. The production was amazing. I, I wish they were all like this. I really do.
2: Well, if they were, I don't think I'd have time to watch them all. Uh, And,
6: But you know how we've been talking on who about characterization and how we're missing it. This is totally the opposite. We really get to know and love these people.
2: Yeah. And were you familiar with, uh, I mean, obviously you probably knew who Ted Danson was prior prior to this and maybe even Kirsten Bell. But to, I mean, I think for most of us, the rest of the cast were just complete unknowns.
6: Yeah, I have. I mean, I've actually met Ted Danson. Wow. Oh, oh, hold up. To,
2: okay, now we got to stop. You got to tell us about meeting <laughs> Ted Danson.
6: Because he used to live in the same small town I did in California. And I would see him in the grocery store. And I talked to him a couple of times. And he is fantastic. Wow. He is very down to earth. He is very considerate and very open to to talking with people with his fans. And I'm glad he got such a great project as this and really got to shine in it.
2: Yeah, this was definitely, um, this whole series, I think, just elevated Ted to a status that I think he kind of was at when I was watching Cheers back in the day. And I know Mm -hmm. he did some stuff after that. You know, he did uh, Becker and CSI and all that. But I just didn't really pay attention to any of that. Um, so I don't know how good or not good he was on those, but man, the, from the first season on in his portrayal, Michael here, especially with the, you know, the twist and we will be spoiling this people. So if you haven't watched The good place at all, or certainly haven't, what's wrong with you?
6: Yeah. You're really missing haven't out. Watched the, <laughs> Go watch the final <laughs> season.
2: Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking all about it. And, uh,
1: Hey, you know these people that you know haven't watched the show? We already
2: know where they're going to end up. (laughs)
6: Uh,
2: But um, uh, yeah, and and I could, and he and I don't think they well, I think they worked together once before uh before this uh on a movie together, but he and Kirsten just have this chemistry that's just perfect. Like I could, Mm. I'm going to miss seeing them uh, interact. Uh, Can we like? film them when they're not aware whenever they meet up because
6: i think that's called <laughs> like it's totally
2: worth it though right like it's justified like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna um uh
1: mary mike already has one restraining order What's so... a couple more
6: Well, oh, you know that's uh you might end up in the medium place <laughs>
2: And so, uh, and so, yeah, you, so you've just, it's been a whirlwind for you. It's just in a week or two, you've just, you just watched the whole thing, huh?
6: I, I couldn't stop watching. I really couldn't. It was just, it was so amazing. And it's, there's really, I'm not sure there is a bad episode. I mean, so, some are, you know, more compelling than others, but it's just, it's such a wonderful journey all the way through and the character growth, especially, is that i mean these these people grow and change and and it, and they feel very real i mean even though it's it's an absurdist comedy and it's a fantasy and yet the characters feel so real and so relatable
2: i think certainly yeah. as we uh you know got and so you probably didn't feel since you watched it like in a whirlwind like that and binged it you didn't probably have this whole like you know maybe you had like Fifteen minutes where you were like, Oh, what's gonna happen um but um, <laughs> why well, you took a bathroom break or something <laughs> but um for for us certainly the end of the season, like I think we knew that it was gonna be headed somewhere, but we had no idea and how do you resolve this, with how do you make a resolution a satisfying conclusion to the story that these folks are on because it seems insurmountable, right I mean, because we're dealing with You know heaven hell ethics like the graders plan of life like it's just huge uh the topics that this show deals with and i know that uh i believe when we talked last time about about going into the season we were really kind of just like we have no idea um but we like the we like the uh the folks so much that are behind this that we trust them uh Elaine was that was that fair is that a concern of yours going in like to this final season Mm -hmm. that that we're going to be able to wrap it up successfully?
5: Yes because you know there have been many series that have ended with really clunker series finales and so I was I knew they would do well but you still were kind of like okay what are they going to do how are they going to make it work and they did a brilliant job it was perfect to me I mean i I don't know what I was expecting, but that was it. What they gave me was what I was expecting. I didn't know it until I saw it. <laughs> but that was that that was what I wanted, you know, was how how they ended it.
2: I was pretty sure early on well, I I was pretty much early on like just forget about trying to guess what they're gonna do because
5: Right, right. Um
2: that was just crazy. Like they this show was fearless, I think. That was another thing about this show that um stood out among like others is that they just weren't afraid to go places and change it up and do different things i mean i think one episode alone took place over the course of what 800 years
5: right yeah and
2: the series itself took place in the span of a bunch of jeremy baramy's
5: yeah i was gonna say millennia well and then you know they kept bringing in like the judge maya rudolph is the judge and how they would get her to change the rules and let them do this and let them try this. Cause they were always trying to figure out how to make it the best for everybody. And I liked that they were able to do
2: that. So Mike, what about you going into this final season? Was it, were you concerned? Were you, did you trust them? Did you, did you, would you?
1: Oh, I had complete, I had complete trust in them. That was not even a question. I just had no idea how they were going to end it. I didn't know where they were going to take the show how they you know what they were trying to go for cuz last we saw you know they were doing the experiment yep and and we had no idea where they were going to go from there and see if it was even the experiment was going to work um you know Sean had the evil mike skin plan to torture everybody And it was just, you know, it was like, oh, my God, what is all going to happen? And, you know, basically we found out, you know, these people had a plan and they knew exactly where they were going. The show lasted as long as they knew it was going, should go. And they finished the story they wanted to tell. It didn't feel like it was rushed. It didn't feel like they, you know, skimped out on anything at all.
2: Uh, speaking of the experiment where we start at the beginning of the season, yes, we are uh, restarting the experiment to see if uh, if people can be changed after death and if the system if you know if the system is broken still because we 're still deciding 're still trying to decide if that 's the case. Um, as far as good points, who ends up in the good place, who ends up in the bad points, et cetera, bad place, et cetera, et cetera. So we have our four new uh, Team Cockroach. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't convinced that these four were as compelling. I mean, obviously Chidi's there and uh, Jianyu is there, right? So two. Of, um, so we know that uh, two of those people are there that we we can kind of understand and relate to. Um, although every time Chidi is on screen, certainly with Eleanor, um, it, your heart breaks a little bit, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I felt too that the beginning of the fourth season was probably the weakest part of the series for me. And I think mostly because I found it hard to get into the new characters in the beginning, Simone in the gang. Um, yeah. I mean, even though we knew Simone's. Yeah, we 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 knew Simone. We didn't know Brad or you know. It just Brad. You didn't. Yeah, (laughs) they they just weren't. They they didn't have the time to develop them in the same way. I mean, obviously, we just didn't know them for as long, even Simone. Um, But you know, I think it. You know, as the season went along, it worked. I I I I could see where they were going, and. So, um, and the thing is, even even less compelling. The good place is better than like ninety nine percent of whatever else.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not sure that. I mean, I you know it took me a while to figure out. Okay, we're not. I don't think we're supposed to feel as strongly for them as we did for the others. um, Simply because they. uh, it, you know they were only there for half of the the, the last season, really. Um, and the whole point was that it failed again, right? The, or this experiment mm-hmm. failed, right?
1: It almost succeeded, though. It just they just ran out of time.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, sure. Well, except for maybe Brad I was going to say, like, still, still yeah. not convinced that Brad, because as we see, actually in the last episode or so, Brad still needs a lot of work. <laughs>
6: yeah they're still yeah. working on bread
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but I mean, but I think I mean for me they I mean they explore a lot of philosophical questions throughout the series, but but it, for me, the central themes were really, don't give up, and if something isn't working for you, then work to change it. You know, you don't have to be stuck there, you don't have to leave other people stuck there, you know as long as you provide love and support and education, then anybody at least has the potential to
5: change. Right.
1: I thought... Exactly. And that was one of the things that made the story was anyone was capable of having good in them and do good things, even though they were conditioned to be shallow or petty or, you know, all these different ways of thinking of themselves. And that's what made it such a wonderful thing that they were showing that, that, you know, even the people who were some of the most despicable people that you wanted just to like, just shove them down to the bad place. We don't want them here. They had good in them.
6: Yeah. I mean, I like how you put that, that, that it was all about breaking, breaking your conditioning, whether that was from external sources or internal sources um you you know the one the one who could decide to break that is you
1: exactly and they threw the biggest monkey wrench into the show at the end of the first season and that was pure genius i've had friends of mine Who watched, I recommended the show to, and they were watching like the first four or five episodes, and they were like, oh, this is too cookie cutter. This is too sweet. Oh, Eleanor's just gonna keep on ruining everything. And I kept on saying, just keep watching, keep watching. (laughs) And then when Eleanor, you know, figures everything out, and Michael has his evil laugh, which is awesome, it is one of the best laughs and turns right there. It was just awesome.
6: Yeah, I mean, this could have, the series could have easily fallen apart after the first season because it's, it's, that's a big change. (laughs) And it's, you know, where do you go from there? How do you keep it compelling? And wow, did they, they hit it out of the park.
1: And it was awesome because you had, you know, Eleanor, and then you found out that Jason wasn't supposed to be there either. And then something, it just started was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? and you know Cheedy always felt like he belonged there at the good place except for he couldn't make a single decision on his own
6: <laughs> not to save his life
2: um all right so so yeah so this season starts with this experiment and it's our i'm sorry it's brent not brad right so uh um uh, novelist brent can we call that uh, best-selling novelist uh brent norwalk um <laughs> Uh, I've heard that um the writers and the prop people actually wrote a lot of that book, and it's one of the best reads uh, from everybody who uh, has uh, sat down with it behind the scenes. It's one of the best reads you'll you'll find. So hopefully they'll release that at some point. Um, Brent and and John, right? John Wheaton. Uh, so the experiment fails. I think the. Yeah. Th- like I said, those, those characters didn't seem as compelling, but again, I don't think that was the point. Um, to me, the best story that was going on that at, as part of that was having Eleanor in charge. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Michael kind of freaking out at, or quote unquote freaking out at the beginning and putting Eleanor in charge, uh, because he couldn't handle it. um, I thought that was a brilliant move and, uh, you know, we really see, you want to talk about somebody who can grow, you really see how Eleanor can just, I mean, she's completely different than she was the first season.
5: Right. Once um, she, you she figured out she could do it, like she was strong enough to handle anything and everything that was coming at her. Yeah regardless of all the stuff she had already been through when she was growing up with her parents, you know, she was able to crawl out of that and know, you know what, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to fix it. And that's what she did.
1: But she had to become a better person in the good place. Cause when she first got there, she wasn't.
2: Correct. Yeah. So once the uh, experiment, the second experiment fails, uh, then we go to the judge's chamber and she, my Rudolph uh, has to decide, or she basically decides that, um, well, it failed. You guys can't come up with a plan. Everything that team cockroach can come up with that Michael can come up with, uh, um, Sean and the bad place shoots down. There's just no reasoning with anybody uh, or with him, certainly. And so um, they have to come up with a plan. they have to come up with a better afterlife like I can't think of too many items that as you're if you're a writer that someone can put in front of you and say, "Uh, do this, I can't think of too many things that are more overwhelming than this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like like I'm just like, how did they?" How do we dig
6: ourselves out of exactly. this? Exactly. <laughs> How do
2: we come up with an afterlife that is going to satisfy not only the show and everything we've set up, but all the viewers. All the viewers are going to be like, okay, that that's we buy that. That's okay. That's cool. Um whew, that's a tough one. Uh, so they have two or three episodes to play around with where they're kind of, you know, trying to figure something out. Uh, we get uh cheaty back uh well i say we get him back but he's he's confident cheaty.
5: <laughs> yeah uh
2: what did we think elaine what did you think of uh, confident cheaty?
5: um it it took me a, a minute to get used to him cuz i was he had been so indecisive the whole time through and then all of a sudden he's like no i want to do this and I, and it was kind of like okay no i think i kind of like that now you know and and didn't he have like one, like going later episode when they were starting to meet people who were dying, like their friends and stuff. And his one friend was kind of like, wow, you made a decision. Oh, that was interesting. You know, he was, he was really throwing people off with that. But I did like it. I had to get used to it though.
1: Was that his brother or was it his
5: uh, It was, friend? Was it, it, uh, the yeah. one that he was going to go to the wedding for, like he was his best man, I think. Yeah.
1: And then he got crushed by the air conditioning unit.
5: Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because he couldn't make the decision. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh every one of them has some great moments I think during this. Uh certainly um one of the the the, the most special moments I think uh of this time is when Cheedy does come back and he gets the note from uh that he wrote that that he gave to Janet and uh it says just simply there is no answer. Eleanor is the answer.
5: I loved that. Yeah. <laughs>
6: that was a great moment.
2: Yeah. As as I mean, as I said it, like, we all just got the feels, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, they uh, and I think Jason's had some really good moments, too. Uh, the fact that Jason was the one to figure out that uh, good Janet had been replaced by bad Janet uh, was amazing to me. Like that was, I almost stood up and cheered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not a, she,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's how he figured it yeah, out. Cause, uh, yeah. Cause when he said girl, he, she didn't say not a, girl." Yeah, not a girl. Yeah,
5: right. not a girl. And,
2: yeah. And yeah. So that was, that was pretty amazing. Uh, and he has, yeah. you know, also he has some other good moments that happen in here too. So, um, you know, it, it, Jason is usually the guy, the character that they point to for, I think, most of the laughs. Um, certainly, when something gets too serious, or or just to throw in a, a good laugh here and there, Jason will say something ridiculous, and uh, it's it works. But then every once in a while, they give him a moment where you're like, oh, damn, like Jason, that was that was insightful.
6: Yeah. I mean, J- Jason's an interesting character because he doesn't necessarily grow intellectually, but he grows emotionally. Right. And, and it's an interesting journey.
1: Exactly. His final scene in the whole show, you know, he was looking for that necklace, you know, he'd lost the necklace and he thought he went through the gateway and he spent the whole however many years or whatever they called it, the time periods on the show looking for that necklace. And then after Cheedy went through, you know, he pops up. It's like, Oh, Hey Janet, you know, like nothing. It's like, I was looking for this and I wanted to wait here till you came back. And it was just like, Oh, Jason, that's so wonderful. It was just amazing.
6: Yeah. I mean, that that's the kind of character that could have been a thankless role because he's, I mean, I, and that kind of character sometimes drives me crazy when they're just so dumb. Uh, it becomes very one note, but it never really did with Jason. I think part of that is, is the actor, because he played him with this kind of goofy sweetness. And, um, you know, there was always some some sort of emotion going on with him. Uh, even even if uh, on the surface he was not the brightest bear ever to walk the forest path, and uh, you know, and it just it it made him fun to watch. And also, I grew up in Jacksonville. <laughs> I knew exactly who Blake
2: Bortles was. You 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 can <laughs> so, relate to all of Jason's uh, references.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not all of them, but at least some of them.
5: Well, I, I was, I was glad they were, they, they told Jason that Blake Bortles was no longer with Jacksonville because my husband is like, when Blake Bortles actually got traded or whatever, he goes, Oh, that was one of the first thoughts. I wonder what Jason's going to think about that. And then they actually put that in that he was not with Jacksonville anymore. I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. But I also like that Jason, you know, he, you said he was the first one to figure out Janet with the bad Janet, but he also kind of realized on his own that the, the place that they had created or that they went off to in the hot air balloons, that it got really boring really quickly that like he went and did the race car stuff. And then it was like, okay, I'm done. Now what? This is stupid. I don't want to do this all like for eternity. Yeah. You know, he did that out pretty
2: quickly. Um, I was listening say, and by the way, anybody who's a fan of this show uh, really needs to listen to uh, dig out the, uh, the good place podcast it is hosted by March, Mark Evan Jackson he plays Sean um and it is amazing um all the behind the stuff all the, scene, the behind the scenes stuff the behind the scenes staff that worked on this show are just as interesting and pleasant as the the show itself um there's a lot of fun stories and one of my favorites that they revealed late uh, over the later episodes was that um They actually were going to get a monkey and put him in a racing suit and have Jason come out with him. And I'm like, Oh, that would have been so nice. (laughs) 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 Now I really want to see that. Uh, can we do a do over? Can we just have Jason come out with a monkey? But, um, uh, so, uh, right. So before we get to the, going to the good place, finally, um, I think there was another uh, really good moment too where the, where the judges, well, there's a lot of great moments here. So the judge is trying to decide we get that wonderful episode, the funeral to end all funerals directed by Kirsten Bell. Uh, I think it was the first time she'd ever directed anything. Um, and that's the one where each of the characters, they kind of hold funerals for themselves since they never really had funerals. Um, and I just thought that was really sweet and well done and a great way to kind of turn the page as to like okay the the these these characters as we knew them but the, like two or three years have changed now they are really kind of dead right
6: well they they've done what they needed to do yeah.
2: they're not those people anymore like the it's weird mm-hmm. cuz the, they're holding funerals for people who don't exist anymore
6: right. um right
2: uh you know, Janet, uh meanwhile the judge and Janet are are, you know, Janet's trying to keep the judge busy from getting the reset button. Uh we meet disco janet.
1: Disco Janet was so <laughs> awesome. I love, I
2: love Disco <laughs> Janet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I loved when they rolled in all the different Janets into the room. Yeah. It was just I'm awesome. glad that
2: Disco Janet was kind of the only like one that was really unique. They most of them were like bad Janets and good Janets, but then you've got Disco Janet, which is just look, um Funko, I know you guys are making good place, uh, pop figures. Um, I'm kind of holding off on getting those, even though it's tempting. If they do a disco Janet, then I'm in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will buy them
2: all if I can get a disco Janet. Uh, uh, the fact that when she's reduced to a ball, it's a disco ball. Oh my God. That's just it.
5: Yeah. yeah. It's, it is. it's
2: beautiful. Um, and then, uh, while the judge is trying to decide, while they come up with a plan, uh, they come up with a plan of how the, uh, good place, bad place, medium place, all that will work, uh, when they, uh, give it to the judge, you know, this is a lot of exposition, so they bring in, <laughs> they bring in Timothy Oliphant to, uh, to sort of help us understand what they're doing, right, um. Because right. it is kind of a tricky thing. Um, Elaine, we'll start with you. How, how satisfying was their plan to you? Did it seem like it was something that would would work?
5: I think so. Um, also, I love that Tim- Timothy Oliphant was in it, and he was playing Timothy a version of himself. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah. Um, and considering what they were having to try to figure out, Like, I don't know that I could have tried to figure out how to put things back together in a way that would work for everybody. So I think they did a good job with that.
1: Well, you you knew Sean was going to hate whatever they came up with anyway. But
5: yeah, yeah, he hates everything. So, you know, we had to forget about him and worry about everybody else.
2: He had just gotten all those puppies to get in the cannon. (laughs)
6: Uh, i mean for me having been raised a catholic for me they basically set up purgatory i mean yeah that's that's how it worked out
1: well exactly uh, and that's what the good place technically was in the first place was purgatory you know meant to be but they were all going to go to hell anyway it was just playing with them but now there's a true purgatory and, you know, it depends on how you, how you score in the good place.
6: Well, it just gives you, it gives you a chance to work your way, you know, further up, further up and further in, as they used to say in Narnia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I definitely uh, agree with you, Elaine, because uh, probably one of my all time favorite shows apart from this one is Justified. So the fact that we got a crossover between Justified and Good Place blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Elephant actually brought Raylan Givens' hat because he still owns it. So that was actually Raylan Givens' hat uh, that he was wearing, which was perfect. Um, and yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll never forget, uh, you know, it's just the the little moments like that where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he seems like he's kind of not back in Eleanor, Eleanor's plan, and he just, he just reached out, he just says, hey, I don't have a dog in this fight, little lady, I'm just trying, I'm just looking for some clarity. (laughs) Um, But they come up with a plan, they manage to convince even, even uh, Sean to go with it um the earth is saved yay thank you um and then uh the, you know the balloon comes and all of our our great characters that we love uh including Michael who's a demon uh gets to go to the good place so we're finally going to the good place uh pretty big moment for the show right and it's only like the like there's only 3 episodes to go right you know this is we're 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 taking this down to the wire where they go to the good place and you're kind of like what are they going to do they finally get to the good place why should there be two other episodes after this (laughs) right
1: it was it was funny as hell though when they were going up to the good place and the dog welcomed them (laughs) and and judy was like it's my version of heaven She says, I knew it would be this way. <laughs>
2: uh, but The Good Place is not what they expected. The Good Place is not going to be. Their work is still is still ahead of them because The Good Place is stagnant. <laughs> uh, we talked about some of the other cameos on the show and whatever. I think uh, Lisa Kudrow uh, in the role of, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce her name, is a Hypathea, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, Hypatia. Right.
2: Hypatia. Hypatia. Yeah, uh, you, you did a good job, Mike. You did a Patty, good job. <laughs> we we'll call her Patty, right? Um was was brilliant. I haven't seen Lisa, Lisa Kudrow in a lot. Uh the fact that they've made a bunch of friends references on the show, I thought it was only a matter of time before one of the actors appeared in some way. Uh but uh she was great. Uh the fact that she kept uh taking shakes and chucking him, uh, chucking him around saying, damn it. Uh, was, uh, just, <laughs> um, but yeah, the good place is stagnant. Um, uh, certainly the, 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 the keepers of the good place. Once, uh, Michael, they convinced Michael to take over, uh, bolt.
1: Oh, they tricked him
2: into. Yeah. Ta- yeah. I, yeah. They, 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 they make a run for them. it. I don't know where <laughs> they go. Uh, <laughs> like where is there to go? <laughs>
5: Maybe they went through the portal and like disintegrated. Maybe that's what they did.
2: Well, the portal wasn't there yet. Uh, it hadn't been created. Yet. Yeah, there was no portal yet. There. So yeah. I, who knows? Wherever, right? Uh, but they bolt and uh, um, and so yeah, Michael and and Eleanor once again have to come up with you know Team Concord has to come up with something uh, unique or something, some way to fix. How do you a way to fix heaven? Okay, so. So, all right. So now you figured out a system to get people from bad place to good place, et cetera, et cetera, the afterlife. Now you have to fix heaven. Like this is, this is not your, (laughs) as you pointed out, Mary, this is not your usual average sitcom.
5: (laughs) no No. (laughs)
2: this is not like this is not like three's company where you're just like oh i (laughs) thought i saw chrissy and someone (laughs) together oh it turns out it was her brother you know that kind of thing like it's just this is this is completely different it's completely different i mean it's
3: it's
6: constantly catching you off guard and making you think and throwing in you know curveballs and i that's one of the reasons why i loved it the writing was so good throughout the series i mean oh my god it is so refreshing to watch great scripts playing out i just really enjoyed it just even just for that
2: so they they come out with a plan and that's uh you know the good place what it's missing is uh kind of an option uh once things get boring or once you get bored and you're done uh you go back into the universe Um. And then in the last episode, we see uh, our characters one by one going through uh, the the going through their afterlife, and then one by one realizing that each one is done. That's that's a tough hour.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Jason's first.
5: Well, sort
6: of. Well, first. yeah,
2: sort of. Right, yeah. Good point. Good point.
6: <laughs> He's the one who
2: makes the decision first. What? Uh Once he realizes that he has the highest score in Madden or something like that, right? <laughs> and he play. And he <laughs> yeah. got to
5: play with his dad. I love that he yes, got to he play got with his play dad. With and, dad.
4: And, yeah, we get we get yeah.
2: tons of uh, characters from the the course of the show making appearances here. Um. Yeah, they don't leave anybody. I think behind really. Uh, they... they,
1: No, they even talk about the medium place and figure that out too. Yeah,
2: we get to see Mindy uh, and Derek. Uh (laughs) And
0: Derek.
2: The
1: the omnipotent (laughs) Derek. (laughs) Uh,
2: So, and and at first I was kind of like, wow, this is like kind of weird because like all their friends on Earth, all the people that we know on this show are dying. But I mean, that's that's what this show is all about. I mean... When this show first starts, all our characters that we care about are already dead.
5: Right, and you you forget that sort of because you're seeing them alive in sort going through these scenarios and and you know learning to love one another and growing and everything. And then you realize they're dead, and it's like, oh, right, okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, before we sort of uh, talk about the sort of like everybody's farewell. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. So um, as far as the system goes of afterlife, you know, you die and then you get, you know, depending on your points, because points are, are still a thing, uh, you get put either immediately in the good place. Um, I don't think that's going to happen to me. Um, or, or you go to the bad place and kind of work your way to see if you can accumulate more points as the, as the Jeremy Baramie's go on and uh you know you keep getting doovers until you ascend right if the, if you right. do um, i don't know i mean it's 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 difficult for me to take that seriously um because the way it's presented is kind of like uh you know in this in this really well written and amazing uh amazingly emotional sitcom. But yet on the other hand, I, I know that there was a lot of thought put into it. And, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I guess to me, it's just as good as anything else that's been presented. Uh, I don't know if any of you have any more ideas about, uh, whether or not that that works for you or just sort of a fantasy, right?
1: Well, like you said, we hope we get into the good place. Everyone does, even probably the worst people out there. They have their own version of what the good place is.
2: Well, Brent's still working on it.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. it probably will be for a very long time. <laughs>
2: yeah. Brent, uh, Brent had a long way to go. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, and, I, I, you know, that's another thing where um, I don't know. I know we didn't talk about Brent. It's hard to talk about Brent because he's so awful as a person. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that especially nowadays. I mean, I think we all know Brents, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're running the country. <laughs> right
2: so, but
6: you know, I I love I like the idea that for there to be a beginning, there has to be an end.
1: Right. Yeah, of course. And for
6: things to matter, there there needs to be a consequence.
1: And that was one of the things I did love, though, is even though they showed at the good place, you got everything you could ever imagine, anything you ever wanted, any fantasy, any, you know, dream, anything that you wanted to. And it made total sense that your families and everyone would eventually join you there, hopefully. But, you know, you, cause eventually, you know, you've been there a hundred years, they're going to pass eventually. And they're then to you, they show up how you remember them because that's your version of heaven.
5: I didn't even think about that. Yes. Cause when we saw them coming in, they were the same age as they were when we saw them, when they were alive and who knows how long they had lived before they actually died. Like Chidi's brother or best friend, he looked the same as he did when we first met him.
1: Exactly. And, yeah. but, but the thing is, To them, you could have looked completely different. Right. And everything. It's how everyone perceives each other. And, you know, if I saw, say, William, when, you know, he could, i you know, it would be however I pictured him in my mind. That's how William appears in heaven. Or how my dad or... You know, all these different people who, you know, you have experiences with, and it's all from the, each person's point of view. And that's what you were seeing it from the cast members, you know, your, your care, the main characters' point of views.
6: And I mean, and you could see how that getting everything you wanted <laughs> and even sharing it with, with the people you loved, I mean, that. You can't sustain that without as as was happening to Hypatia going a little crazy.
2: <laughs> right.
6: Because she had it, been there a thousand years. So, yeah. So. And and I mean there she she didn't have to work for anything anymore. And and without that, she just felt herself, you know, slipping away, sort of walking around like a zombie.
2: <laughs> she couldn't even remember every course. once in a
6: while she'd wake up a little bit, but then she'd slip back in that into it.
1: And that's the thing she about life. You need to all constantly be challenged also.
2: She couldn't even remember math.
1: So but that's like getting into a lot of morals.
2: Math thing.
1: And that was that was the great thing, you know. Eventually you want to step and go further than perfection, you know and everything and that's where it led to in the final episode
6: and there's still an implication that even once you go through the portal that like eleanor is still still affecting things that are happening on earth like um getting the guy to he you know first he throws away the letter and then it's her little point of light (laughs) that kind of uh convinces him to pick the letter back up I think and take it to
2: my I think that's what worked for me the most. The idea that um uh that people would want to end it all um even if they were bored um that one was it, it, it it's hard for me to imagine just because i i mean i think because I'm nowhere near imagining or in a place where uh, I've gotten. <laughs> everything that I want, right? So it's hard for me to imagine a time where I have everything I want so often that uh, I get bored with it. That's just like it seems unattainable. But let's say that that would happen. Um, certainly, you know, the idea that you're just going to end yourself is is really like a, a daring one, I think. And what worked for me, you know, because we, I, I like the fact that we didn't like throughout. The you know and Jason and Cheedy and them decide to do it. We don't really see what happens, uh, and I wondered if they were going to leave that a mystery. Period. Um, but then Eleanor gets ready, and at first I was really mad because they didn't give us a scene between Eleanor and Michael before she was ready to go, and I thought that they were going to cheat us of that. So I was really happy to see Michael pop up and run right in front of her to go into the door. <laughs> like, like, like I was like, okay, we're going to get a final scene with them. Cause I just couldn't imagine Eleanor leaving without saying goodbye to Michael. Uh, that just.
1: Take me with you, please take me. <laughs> uh,
2: and, and Michael was like, nope, me first. Uh, he was ready to dive through it first. Um, What I love about it though, is that the whole system is designed for people to be as good as they possibly can be. And then once they're ready, they their energy goes back into the universe, and it's and it's positive energy. So that the the universe is now going to con- constantly be um, filled with 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 positive energy.
1: It was interesting too because when she started glowing and turning into, you know, whatever you know energy she did judy and i were like going is she reincarnating herself you know is she because are they going into the whole reincarnation thing and that she was going to come back as a new person type thing
5: oh well because to me it was going back to what judy and eleanor had talked about with the wave going back in with the water and becoming one with all the water in the world so she had been this wave and now her energy was going back in to be the water in the ocean when they like that last night that they had together it that kind of tied into that for me that that which she was doing her energy was just going back into all the energy of the world Yeah.
6: yeah i mean it all depends on how you look at it i mean if you think that if we're all really part of one one thing one consciousness one one soul what it one energy whatever you want to call it then you're really just kind of rejoining. I mean, you're, 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 it's just really that your perception has shifted instead of, instead of your consciousness being Eleanor. Well, now your consciousness is, is spread out among everything.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. I do think though, that it's, I mean, I love the analogy that Chidi brings to her about the, the ocean and the waves. Um, I think that's a really beautiful sentiment. and, Um, but I think it, I think the, and this is just my interpretation, but I think it, it, the show implies more than that because we see Eleanor's soul, um, kind of inspire someone. It, it seems to imply to me that it's not just water being replaced or energy being replaced. It's, it's more of a positive, like there's something like we took, like the whole, um, journey was to take something. And through a series of life after life tests, what have you experiences, um, it becomes a positive, more of a positive thing, and then gets released back into in in and in, in, in a positive way, right. so that they're you know that hopefully the. I mean, I guess if you think about it, like over time, over the period of time or Jeremy Baramese or whatever, like there could be that the universe would be a lot more positive as a whole than it is now. I don't know. That's taking it to an extreme. But uh, I sort of uh, I like the fact that this this show gives us hope like that.
6: Yeah, I think it definitely ended on a hopeful note. Yeah. And I I appreciated that, too.
1: Well. One thing I've noticed about this conversation tonight, no one's talked about Tahani at all yet. Yeah, sure. And it's, and it's interesting because she, out of all of them, who is the most shallow of everyone, decided to stay and actually do stuff for other people and build and everything. And I thought that was a fitting end for her.
5: Well, Completely. spent all her time learning. Like, I love that... that um... Uh, Ron Swanson. That's not his role. I he, he Taught her how to build a chair. Like she learned how to like do all this wild, crazy stuff. And then she she wasn't done learning, and that's why she was like, "I need to build neighborhoods. That's what I need to do." And they had, you know, I thought that worked for her. I liked that a lot.
6: Yeah, I think in the end, she finally did something that that wasn't selfish or at least self self-absorbed
4: self-obsessed or self-serving
6: yes or yes or self-serving i mean she could have just she could have learned all this stuff but never done anything with it instead she decided that she was going to build things for other people and elevate them with her knowledge right and i thought that was fitting also
2: yeah it took a character who was uh narcissistic and uh not more of a uh an observer rather than a uh someone who is active like a proactive person and she became you know um she decided you know she i loved how in the afterlife everybody else is just kind of chilling and and visiting places and playing games or whatever but she's actually like working Like, she's, like, she's paving driveways. (laughs) Like, that's, like, she's building chairs. She's doing, like, practical things because she never did any of that uh, on Earth. Uh, And even in the experiments, she wasn't doing anything like that. So, uh, the fact that... Uh,
1: She was hosting dinner parties.
2: Exactly, which is just nothing, right? I mean, that's just, yeah, it's not practical at all. So, she, and she decides... You know, that before her time's up, she really wants to do the ultimate in terms of giving back and, and you know, doing something practical, which is to become an architect. Uh,
6: yeah, well, she, she has spent her, her life and her afterlife defining herself through other people's eyes. Yes, yes. Right, right. So she she finally becomes her true self in the end. She's not, react- as you said, she's not reacting. She's building.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was what was interesting about it is she did full circle and that was awesome for her. And then, you know, with her, you know, agreeing to build her first neighborhood for Mindy was just awesome. And it was like, it was just almost like the perfect finish for like those characters yeah. and it was just awesome. I thought,
2: um, I thought the way that the show handled both uh, Mindy and Vicky at the end uh, was really uh, a good, a good way to, to sort of uh, finish those characters as well. You know, making Vicky mm-hmm. the, exactly. the the head architect of the system and the show had a, had a way of introducing you to people that you the characters that you didn't really care for and yet learned to care about.
6: Yeah. I mean, Mindy was not a likable character, really, especially <laughs> in the beginning, but, but she, yeah. you know, they, they also, they also show though that she had some redeeming qualities.
5: Well, Eleanor was able to see that because Eleanor knew, um, well, because Mindy was the one that showed Eleanor the video to let, where Eleanor saw Cutie, where they said, I love you, to each other. And if it weren't for Mindy showing her that, then a lot of other stuff would have not ever happened. Mm-hmm. And so she she was able to get Mindy to see that and say, no, you know, you need to go do this. Don't just sit here drinking warm beer because um, that's not much of a life. <laughs>
2: Plus Eleanor was very much like Mindy. I mean they were very much they were very close in terms of their <laughs> their personalities right. i think when they were on earth so well, very cool well, um so yeah, then we get to the yeah, so the end is the end uh this is uh I hope this is a definite end as well uh I certainly as much as I love these characters, these writing this writing, and the people behind the scenes in this whole project um and I'm gonna miss them terribly uh i i this the story's done no need for a follow up spin off not like this i you know go on and do other things is what i say uh i I certainly don't need a a good place to um but i admit that could just be me um elaine is that is do you feel similar or
5: I, I, yeah i do the uh, well part of me wishes there were like a little postscript thing because i kind of want to see what how michael we we get to kind of imagine how michael is going because he takes guitar lessons with his real life wife and so maybe there's gonna be a romantic interest there and he's making friends and has a job. But part of me would like to see a little more of that, but I don't necessarily need a whole new T V series for that. I'm just curious about his life. But that like I said, not a whole whole T V series worth so well, I think
2: it I think it's uh it's a great thing that uh Michael actually uh gets a chance to fall in love with his real life wife. Yeah. <laughs> That was a nice little cameo as well. Uh, Mike, what about you? Any you want to see anything more from this universe? Any more stories that could be told? No,
1: I don't want to because, you know, there were – everything had its good end point. It ended with a nice bow on top of it. And literally the guy, you know, at the – gateway couldn't get any more frogs anyway so it was cool.
6: <laughs> we finally got a real frog oh look at the frog yeah
2: it,
1: and it it was awesome and i loved when he tried giving the clicker to mike and he, and michael was like no don't need it <laughs> one way trip it's like one way trip and it was it was just awesome
2: so does he have more frog stuff than judy no <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: judy still wins okay close but you know yeah yeah. but yeah it was cool and there was just a lot of good things that how it ended and i think that's the best way we could have asked for it
2: and you do you agree mary i know that you uh quickly watched the whole c series but uh i I know that it kind of leaves you wanting more but I don't know. Uh do do you do you think that there's more that can be told here?
6: I I hope they don't do more because I think it's just kind of perfect how they ended it. And I this is one of the best finales I've ever seen, that's for sure. Um and I I feel like if if you if you try to drag it out you're gonna lose some of the magic. And I'd really rather not lose that because it it's I mean it's, It really is a wonderful project that they created and I hope they just let it go. And I I hope they go on to do other wonderful things that are completely different.
2: Yes, me too. And, you know, if people want more, just watch it again. Um, This has, this show has an amazing rewatch factor on it. I think Um, if nothing else, you can look at the background, especially when they're in the, the, the village. Uh, To see like little jokes, like um, you know, Joni loves tchotchkes or the the a bunch of names, the puns that they have for frozen yogurt and stuff like that. Like it's this show, they they had a lot of fun, and they put a lot of effort into little things. And watching it a second, third time, etc., I think really brings that out as well. So this, I think, the show has an amazing rewatch value. Plus, story wise, when you know things. Like when I rewatched the first season, knowing what the twist was, it made perfect sense and it still works on another level.
5: I, I noticed that too because I had watched the entire first season, and then my husband finally said, "Oh, I may want to watch this too." I said, "I'll watch rewatch the first season again." I have no problem with that, and so I knew what was happening coming, and he didn't. But it was still, I was still like I wasn't surprised, but I was still like, Ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, cause it still built up to the twist at the end and it was still fun to watch it again.
2: Excellent. Yes. Me too. Me too. So, so, uh, so Elaine, Mike, Mary, I think it's time for us to exit through the door.
1: Oh, already. Well,
6: time to go through the it's portal. Time to go
2: through the portal and uh and and yeah, leave leave the good place. So um but yes, it we we can watch it again. So uh so thanks for talking all about it, and uh we will be right back with the ESO Network Coming Report.
0: Talk Show Moment. This Wednesday, the 19th, the B-52s will rock Riverdale in a one-shot issue from co-writers Alex Segura and Matt Rosenberg, the minds behind Archie Meets the Ramones, and artist Dan Parent, who worked on Archie Meets Kiss. There will be five different covers for this issue um, by Joe Isma, Francisco Francovia, Tyler Boss, Dan Parent, and Michael and Laura Allred. And also, Henry Rollins is a busy guy these days. He's the face of the Los Angeles Tourism and Convention Board. And he's also set to voice Triclops in the new Kevin Smith-produced animated series, Masters of the Universe Revelation, on Netflix. He'll be working alongside Mark Hamill as Skeletor and Chris Wood as He-Man. There's an all-star cast for this one, um... Other voices include Alicia Silverstone, Alan Oppenheimer, Diedrich Bader, Justin Long, Jason Mewes, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Stephen Root. Can't fault that cast. A lot of name dropping this week. Uh, this has been the uh, Iconic Rock Talk Show moment. The blog is wordpress.com and we'll catch you next time.
4: Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different.
1: Con report. Con!
2: Con! Well, March is just chock full of events that you can find ESO network folks at. And uh, that's starting with uh, the first weekend in March. Actually, February twenty-eighth through March first is MarsCon, that is in Bloomington, Minnesota. It is a uh, sci-fi fantasy convention, fan run. I believe. And, uh, it's really, uh, for our purposes, uh, has a great, uh, dementia track, which is all about, um, uh, comedy uh, music, um, hosted by the great Luski and, uh, with a number of performances and guests, including, uh, the, from the flop cast, Cornflake will be performing there. So that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And she'll also be, uh, doing her dementia water aerobics as well. So, so check out all the all the stuff that Cornflake's going to be doing at MarsCon. The week after that, March sixth to the eighth, is uh, we go to Atlanta, Georgia. There is a tiki convention. Yeah, this will be the second year for Inuhele. Uh, it is a great event. It's going to be at the Sheridan downtown, um, and it's uh, just staggering distance away from Trader Vic's. So a great location uh, for all things tiki. And, uh, they had this last year and it was a great time. I will be there. Um, and I hope to see all of you there as well. Um, we had Jonathan, uh, the, the, one of the guys who runs the show, uh, to talk about it last week. So seek out last week's episode. If you want to hear more details or just go to the website. Um, a couple weeks after that, also in Atlanta is toy Lanta. Now this is at a new location, a new venue. Uh, but it's going to be, you know, the same old great show, a celebration of toys, of all kinds of toys. Uh, it was known as uh, Lanta, and said it's, it has a ton of G.I. Joe programming still, but also embraces uh, a lot of other toys as well. Mike and I will be doing a panel there. Uh, we'll be recording that for uh, Earth Station One, as well as we hope to have as many people come and participate in that. Uh, we're still working out on the details of exactly when it is, so... Once uh, that's determined, we will let you know as well. Uh, Mike and I will also be uh, doing panels. We're also scheduled to do some panels at SC Comic Con, which is in the last week of March, the 28th and 29th. That is in Greenville, North Carolina, put on uh, by our good friends at Borderlands in in the same st- uh, city and state. Um, I, what I, what else can I say about the SC Comic Con that I haven't already said? It's a great show. It's one of our favorite shows of the year. Uh, Robert and and crew always great get great comic related guests as well as some uh, really fun uh, pop culture and wrestling uh, guests as well. So we have a great time at that show. We'll be there. Lots of friends of the station will be there as well. So uh, those are the events that are coming up in March that you can find Mike and myself and Cornflake at. Um, If there are events that uh, you want us to help promote or participate in and do panels and whatnot, please let us know because we love talking about conventions.
4: Welcome to a Geek Girls Take. I'm your host, Angela. And this week, this Geek Girl is talking about the Star Wars Clone Wars TV series in anticipation for the airing of the final season. So I watched most of the early Clone Wars episodes as they aired, and it had been a hot minute since I had seen them and really remembered a lot of what went on. But I've been rewatching the entire series in anticipation for the final series of Clone Wars. And I will say, I have so many feels about this, this entire series. Looking back on the prequels, I remember feeling very off-put with how hard Anakin fell to Palpatine's influence. It wasn't a natural fall to me, and it was a little rushed in the end. Now, I know not everyone will agree with me on that, and that's okay. But watching the Clone Wars series and seeing how gradually he fell to the dark side of the Force and the early influences, it really made the prequels feel better to me and feel like better films, having more context. I really love how George Lucas named every insignificant character in the movies because in the series for Clone Wars, those background characters are actual interacting characters, Jedi, bounty hunters senators, you know, you see them regularly and I just love how now we're actually getting more context to them. I also love just how sassy the droids are in the Star Wars universe. I do not know how many times I'm saying the words, oh those sassy droids, while watching an R2 episode or listening to the separatist droids talk because they are hilarious. I really love this series. I love Ahsoka and all the other Jedi that we get to see more of and the lore behind Mandalore and the Mandalorians with the Darksaber. I also really love the Night Sisters episodes. I will be really sad to see this series end, and I know I am going to be heartbroken when it ends, since we kind of already know how it ends, but this series is set between episodes 2 and 3, and we got to see a lot more of what happened in the Clone Wars, which makes me really, really happy. I just don't know if my heart is prepared for the ending of this series, but I'm still going to watch the heck out of it. Well, thanks for listening to a Geek Girls Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: So before we wrap up this episode of the Earth Station One podcast, we do want to thank everyone, of course, of listening and stuff. And we're trying to think, figure out ways of getting everybody involved a little bit more here and there. So one of the things we're trying to do is we're, you know, posting up on our ESO Network Facebook page. You know, when we do a show, we're doing comments, you know, like, hey, what do you think of this topic tonight? And so we had a, did a couple of hours before we recorded tonight. We did do, you know, talking about, you know, what's going on with the, with the Good Place and everything. So we thought it was pretty awesome that, you know, people did respond. So real quickly, we want to say, you know, Mike Faulkner, he wrote, it was about The Good Place. It was a show that was far better than I expected. I tuned in for the premiere with my typical sitcom expectations buried somewhere near the basement floor and walked away completely hooked by the combination of humor and thought provoking, uh, philosophy. I'm sad to see it go, but I'm glad it's going to go out on a high note. It never got tired and it always kept me guessing. The good place has set a new standard for situation comedy with intelligent subjects, matter and smart writing and brilliant character arcs team cockroach will be missed friend of the show bobby nash wrote i absolutely love this fork in show the show is amazing and always kept me guessing never going where i expected and kept me on my toes they even stuck the landing with a great series final if you haven't seen the good place yet i would highly recommend it our friend Ian Bassett wrote a fantastic show that gave the appearance of making it up as they went along, but with a fantastic imagination. It's not often a sitcom goes deep into fantasy territory, but the sitcom Forking does it. Glad it went out the way it did and how it did. So satisfying. Uh, Michelle Slaughter wrote, holy shirt balls. That show is Forking amazing. I really enjoyed the whole concept of what's beyond being a work in progress and open to challenge for the better. I really love the whole wave crashing on the shore that becomes a part of the ocean again thing, too. I need to go back and rewatch the whole series in a massive binge session. Uh, Jerry Chandler wrote, uh, possibly the closest thing to a true successor of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We'll see for a very long time. This guy named Met Swatman said it's... (laughs) He says he wrote it's really one hundred and fifty chapter episode, which is kind of true. It's one big long story, which is really awesome. And so that was who we had comments from, and of course we want to hear from you guys at home.
2: Mike, I, Mike, I actually got a comment as well on my uh, board from uh, my post from Anthony Williams, good okay. friend of the show, right? Yes. He said I was inexplic- inexplicably mad about how perfect that ending was. Like, how dare you end the show well and make me cry in the process? Well, there you go. Thank you, Anthony. And like so, we always
1: lots let- of love. Yes. Um, please, we want to hear more. So definitely write us at earthstation one at esnetwork.com. We would definitely love to hear from you. But before, before we get out of here, let's say thank you to this week's crew. Elaine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having
5: me.
1: Anything you want to shout out about or talk about?
5: Um, no, my brain is blank at the moment.
1: <laughs> As well, most of us on the show. So that's good. <laughs> so you fit in perfectly. Thank and you. of course, Mary, thank you so much. And now it's time for you to go back on the other side of the ropes
6: thank you so much this was this was such a great one to talk about i I really love this show and i hope everyone who hasn't seen it goes out and watches it right away
2: that is awesome it's back to chibnall for you no the world of chibnall that's
6: right
1: (laughs) well you know we could have her back for talking about dracula with stephen moffat Okay, maybe I haven't not. even
6: seen Dracula. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think a lot of people have, but that's okay. So anything you want to shout out about Mary?
6: Uh, just you can find my artwork at maryogle.com or on Etsy at E-Vision Arts.
1: Excellent, and it's amazing stuff she does, folks. Take a peek at it. And Mr. Mike, we're done another one, my friend.
2: We have, and as always, it's my pleasure. Everything and- is fine.
1: Everything is fine. Anything you want to shout out about?
2: Um, well, I just want to give a shout out and a reminder to folks, uh, especially uh, Earth Station Who, uh, sorry, Earth Station One folks, sorry, that uh, that are, you know, listen to our movie reviews with Alex and Ashley. Uh, actually, uh, uh, we're going to release this week on the, for patrons only an episode where Ashley and uh, Alex and myself talked all about the quick and the dead, the 1995 Sam Raimi Western. Um, It was a lot of fun. So um, give us a couple of shillings and uh, you can listen to that episode and hear more movie talk from the three of us.
1: That is awesome. You guys did a great one on your first one together. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, we've done, this is our third one as uh, Ashley's going West to uh see movies that she hadn't got a chance to see before. So um uh it's been a lot of fun. And I think we've got a couple more uh that she's doing and then uh and then I think we're gonna pause because I think a lot of other stuff's coming out in theaters. So
1: is she gonna ride off into the sunset eventually? <laughs> well hopefully not anytime soon. Well we hope not. We will have to wait and see though. So it's awesome. Thank you, thank you for doing that with her and for thalix It's actually a lot of fun to hear. So uh, my shout out real quick. We are talking uh, some pretty cool stuff, you know, here on the podcast and everything. But I took a little bit of a break and I went up to New York City and I went to go see a Broadway play. That's right, folks. I went to go see David Byrne's American Utopia. And for those who know who David Byrne is as the lead singer for years of the Talking Heads and then as an author, a solo musician. He has mixed all of it together into a Broadway play, and it was amazing. We actually saw the final show on the run. This run of it, uh, he did a sixteen-week run on Broadway, and was an amazing. Amazing show. The, his messages, his the way he performed it, and the musicians he had playing with him was just truly fantastic. So. Very happy to be able to listen to it, be able to hear it and visualize it. It was just a lot of fun. And they just announced that they are going to be coming back to Broadway in September for another engagement. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, definitely recommend it. Just look up David Burns, American utopia tickets are already available and I'm not even getting credit for that. You know, I'm just saying it was that good, you know? So we definitely want to thank everyone for listening to us as always. Uh, definitely find us up on our website or dot one.com. We have a ton of episodes. And as of this week, we're going to have a listing of what is coming up on earth station one. So you'll be able to, uh, if you want to join us to talk about it, or if you just want to know, Oh cool. Earth Station one is talking about this this week. So it should be a lot of fun. we're going to, we're going to be scheduled already out all the way into September. So including dragon con. So we have list of shows up there. So just check out One dot one.com. With that being said, Join us again next week, and we are going to go and go look at something that I'm pretty passionate about. We are going to be looking at the Looney Tunes. That's right, all from their beginnings in the late 1920s all the way up into present time and into the future. Looney Tunes has been a staple, and it's going to be a ton of fun to talk all about it. With that being said, my name is Mike Faber, and we will see you here next time on the Air Station One Podcast. Peace. And I'm done. Boom.
2: And I'm done.
1: (laughs) I'm fried. You've been listening to the Earth Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it.